Here we go, season seven. All aboard. If you missed it, here's what we believe. 66 book canon. We believe in a 66 book canon. There is no more, there is no less. It's 66 books. That Yeshua, who is preached by the apostles in the gospels and in the epistles, is the only means of salvation, as we are calling Yeshua, means. In other words, justification is by faith alone and not by works that any man should boast. Faith working through love. We are unashamedly Trinitarian. We're also unashamedly uh, doctor, believe in the doctrines of grace, what is commonly referred to as Calvinistic. The, the new covenant is not time-bound. That is to say that the the horizon of the faith of our father Abraham is no different. Right. No, no, it is not shy of the horizon of our hope and our faith. In other words, the, that salvation was salvation was the same for Abraham as it is for us. Right. Seventh, two 2020, this is Messiah Matters number 301, completely forgetting to prepare an intro. My name is Caleb Haig. And as always, normally forgetting <laughs> to prepare an intro, <laughs> I don't even know my own name. <laughs> I'm Rob. What up, buddy? How's it going? Uh, it's going well. It's going well. well it is beautiful spring. We're Today is day 48 of the Omer. That's right. So we've got uh, one day here. Tomorrow's 49. <laughs> and then uh, Thursday night into Friday is Pentecost, which is close to, you know, in the Christian church, Pentecost is Sunday. Right. Yeah. I've been uh, working with uh, our show notes. I've tried hard. I've talked for a couple of years now about making real show notes where they have timestamps of what we've talked about and stuff like that. That's what I'm doing. But because of it, I didn't send out a pre-show like here's what we're talking about today, which normally it's like a paragraph long and that's about it. And because of that, we only have four people in the chat room right now. Usually my show notes, show notes, my show description is like a reminder. Hey, come watch our show. So I don't know how we're going to remedy this. But you know what? Maybe it's of the Lord because we're going to talk about some pretty controversial issues today. And uh, maybe we don't need a lot of people in the chat room. That's okay. <laughs> you know, Caleb, I look at it this way. We, we're all, we, both you and I are juggling a lot of things like everybody. Yep. We pray before we, we we're not uh, totally unprepared. I mean, we've talked about it. We've been chewing on different ideas. We come to this with a heart to serve and to encourage conversation and engage in tough ideas. Right. And the Lord is going to use it according to how he sees fit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh, do this first. Give us a call on our comment line. 253-465-3205. It's 253-465-3205. And it's just a answering machine. So you don't have to talk to us. You can yell, you can whisper. You you can, it sounds so funny. You can also you can call and and know that no one's going to answer it. Yeah, call and yeah. don't worry about confrontation. <laughs> um, you can also shoot us an email, chegg, it's C-H-E-G-G, at torahresource.com. And then, of course, as always, this show is brought to you by our producers, 
Our executive producers and associate producers were already on your screen. We thank them greatly for their continued support. And then um, also everyone who supports this show for as little as $5 a month. And of course, this show is brought to you by TorahResource.com. Go and find all sorts of great resources on Torah Resource. Some of them free. No, that's a Yeshua Shirts. That's wrong. Uh, your your mug is a Yeshua Shirts, not a not a Torah Resource. Anyway, oh, that's right. Well, um, Yeshua Shirts is also a producer, so that's true. That's true. Yeah, go buy it. Do you have clothes that has the name Yeshua on it? If not, go to YeshuaShirts.com. Okay. Um. Okay. So we have. An interesting show for you today. We're going to try really hard not to mention any uh, websites or any particular names, which is going to be a little difficult, but we're going to do it anyway. Here's how we're going to do it. There's a debate going on. Okay, well, I I suppose we can mention, what is it, uh, God TV or Shalanu TV, Basically, what happened is there's this uh, TV station in Israel, and they signed a contract, a seven-year contract, with a organization to have a TV show that presents the gospel in Hebrew. Okay. Now, on the surface, everyone's going to say, everyone who's a believer is going to say, this is fantastic news, right? The, the Jewish people in Israel are going to hear the gospel in their own language. What could be wrong with that? Oh, but just wait. Because it's, uh, you know, Messianic Jews and uh, Christians, there can never be a consensus on anything, and therefore there has to be some controversy. And, of course, there was. Uh, Certain organizations are not happy about this. And the reason why is because they have accused this TV station of presenting... I, I mean, they haven't come straight out and said it's a false gospel, but they kind of have said, no, this isn't good, and even gone so far as to say uh, the Israeli government should not allow this on TV. Now, I don't know what, I mean, I, I live in a free country. I live in America, well, they call it free. For the most part, we have a lot of freedoms that other countries don't. So the idea that the government would censor what somebody can put on TV, I'm against that. If you, you know, if the people don't want to watch it, they shouldn't watch it, but people should be able to put on what, you know, if they pay for the time slot, they should be able to put on whatever they want. So bring the government into it, in my opinion, is a bad idea. That's neither here nor there. The ultimate point is, is that these people are saying, there are certain people who are saying, no, this isn't a, this isn't a good for the Jewish people because it's not a true gospel. Okay. And so basically what we're going to talk about today is the true gospel, and uh, kind of hash some of this out. The reason that they're sa- that these people are saying that this is not a true gospel is because uh, they say, well, you're presenting what is a traditional Christian gospel, which is leave Ju- leave Judaism behind, you know, come eat your ham sandwich, and uh, and and accept Christ, leave all of that behind. And what these people are saying is. This is a false gospel. Um, now, the people who are pushing Shalon, this Shalano TV are people that, that I'm well aware of. I've had interactions with Ron Cantor. Ron Cantor has written uh, articles uh, against my father's theology of one Torah theology. Um, and uh, so, so Ron, and, you know, bless his heart, Ron's got a, you know, I think that Ron's intentions are absolutely pure. I think that he genuinely loves the Lord. He genuinely loves the Jewish people. He wants them to have the gospel. Um, but he, he takes what I would consider to be a standard Christian idea of the, the law is done away with for all people. And so he's trying to evangelize the Jews in Israel. And he's a citizen of Israel. So he has the right to do that, I would say, no matter what his theology is. Um, and so he's kind of like the advocate. He's kind of like the front man on the front lines in terms of Shalano TV's uh, and this program's uh, like their front man, basically. I think that he's really kind of pushing this. And he's brought in the big guns, uh, my friends, Dr. Michael Brown. Um, and I don't agree with, my, uh, with Dr. Brown on, on actually a lot of different issues. 
but uh, I am friends with Dr. Brown, and I think he's done some some um, great work in terms of furthering the gospel. He also takes a very standard Christian idea of um, the law and the idea that the law has been done away with. Okay, so that's kind of the camp over here, and they are very loud voices, and they have very big audiences, and so they have you know they have uh, the ability to. You know, when they say something, a lot of people listen. Both of those guys do. Um, okay, so with all that said, now you have, on the other side, you have a different camp. And this other camp is comprised of, like, two different people. Do you want to jump in here at all, Rob, no, as keep, I set this uh, up? Keep going. No. Okay. In, in, you have different factions of this other camp. In, in one faction, you have the idea of what I call bloodline superiority, gospel. And these people are represented by a, a wide range of different people, um, people in Israel and then people outside of Israel. There's people even here in Tacoma, Washington that preach what I call bloodline superiority gospel. What this gospel teaches is that the Jews are already saved. They're saved because they're in covenant with God. They believe in yod heh One flavor of this theology says Yeshua is given a name above all names, which is yod heh vav Therefore, if the Jews believe in yod heh vav they automatically believe in Yeshua. I reject this. This is a false gospel. This is not what the Bible teaches. So instantaneously on this other side, you have obvious false gospel, bloodline superiority gospel. On that same side of the camp, they would probably reject there are some who would probably reject bloodline superiority gospel and instead would say, okay, yes, I, I don't believe that, they're, that the Jews are just automatically saved. However, if you bring a gospel in that says get rid of the laws of, of the Torah, any of the laws of the Torah, this too is a false gospel. In other words, you're a covenant people, and so to tell the Jews you don't need, to, to, you don't need part of your covenant is actually a false gospel. And the problem with a lot of these guys, and in the show notes that I will send out later today, will be a link to one person who argues this. They take a much more Kinzer, Rudolph, and they even mention Kinzer and Rudolph in their video, uh, approach to the Torah, which is that the Torah is only for the Jews, and that the Torah... And, and that rabbinic Judaism is sanctioned by God. And therefore, the Jews need to be keeping rabbinic Judaism. This too, in my mind, is a bit of a false gospel. And when I say a bit of, I'm trying to be kind, but come on, this is a false gospel as well. You know, they bring up the idea of, oh, the, the, the scribes and the Pharisees sit in the seat of Moses, therefore whatever they do, and, say, and they, they take this to mean the Talmud and the Mishnah. So here's the question that we're going to hash out today, or we're going to talk about. I don't think, we we'll probably won't, I don't know, maybe we'll come to some conclusions, but this is more of a conversation about what is the true gospel? Does it change? Does the gospel change depending on who we're giving it to? In other words, if I take the gospel to the Jews, does it change because now all of a sudden I have to think of their covenant status or what the covenant obligations are for the Jews? as opposed to the Gentiles. Now, I instantaneously want to go to Ephesians 2. One new man. You are made one new man. God has one body. All these things. I don't believe in bilateral ecclesiology. So the fact of the matter is, is in my mind, there's one gospel. And if you preach something be besides that one gospel, you're preaching a false gospel. The real question that I have, and maybe this is one that I will pass over to you now, Let's start at the beginning. These guys, you know, Ron Cantor and, and, and Michael Brown, um, you know, they are the ones who are now kind of championing this TV show over in Israel. And it seems to me that their idea is this. Let's, bring the, the, let's just bring the gospel. How can we, you know, how could it be wrong to bring the gospel to the Jewish people? What are your thoughts? Well... Yeah, there's it's this is a there's many many facets to this uh, question because 
right. you already have Christian presence in Israel, right? right. I mean, the, the Franciscans have been there. I think it's the Franciscans that oversee Capernaum, for example, and you have the, you know, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre and the, the controversies between which church group should be authority over that. You have the Armenian quarter. So before you have these in the last hundred years or less, where you have Messianic Jews going to the land of Israel, particularly mostly probably in the last 30 years or so, you already have Christians kind of arguing with each other. Right. <laughs> and you have Jews seeing this. I mean, you've got more Mormons have a presence in Israel. Um so hang on just a sec. So so what I hear you saying with that is obviously not every gospel that is preached in Israel is the true gospel. And so well, we yeah, can't so you we already can't, have a mess. Yeah, in we, other we words, you, if you're looking for a unified message, the messianics who come into this um are just reflecting the the problem that's within Christianity as a whole. And that has to do with authority. Who has the authority to say what the gospel is? Who has the authority to interpret what the New Testament says? Um, and this is a this is going to be an issue because you're going to read, you know, some of these groups that are in the land of Israel are kind of, in my view, they they say they believe in Yeshua, but they're kind of trying to stay off certain radars. They're trying to uh, navigate and so as to not offend a certain, what they see probably as their host group, which is uh, Orthodox Jews, for example. And so I wonder, I, I wonder about that. I wonder about someone who's taking a missionary front in any land, mm and saying and trying not to be offensive to like and so i can understand it 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 it's a tightrope you know it's a narrow path there's okay. no question about that okay hang on just a sec though but you just you just actually brought up a very good point the idea that i hear from okay now i don't at this point in this show i'm not going to take a side one way or the other there's two things i want to bring up though number one is you have these guys over here that are saying, no, we don't want this TV show because the gospel isn't the right gospel. I it's mean, not the right message. It's not the right message, but it almost seems as though we don't want to offend the Jews. That's kind of one way, you know. So, like, so, okay, this is really good. Are they saying we agree with you theologically, but we don't want to no. expose that message? No. Or is this two Christian interpretation traditions that are... It's just now coming out that we really don't agree with each other. I think that it's. I think it's the latter. But ultimately, the idea that I... So in other words, it didn't take this video, it didn't take this movie no. for them to know they disagreed with each other. I mean, you the and movie I... movie is just, okay, you've gone too far. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the TV show is just, uh, you know, you've gone too far, I think. Yeah, yeah. In other words, because these guys... We've disagreed with you before, but, and, but we thought we would tolerate you. And now you've gone and done that, and now we have to be vocal that we disagree with you. Right. What I see, what I see happening here is the is the fun is like it's coming to a culmination. We've been talking at Torah Resource since 2002 about these issues. Number one is that standard Christianity says that the law of Moses has been done away with. This is the view that Cantor and and uh, Brown are taking. On the uh, on the flip side, you have these guys who you know, and this camp over here that you know, there's mixed reviews because you got some guys who say, well, the Torah is done away for us. But it's the identity of the Jews, and the identity of the Jews is sacred. And I reject that completely in terms of the idea that, yeah, the Judaism, you know, the Jewish bloodline is something that is certainly important. Paul tells us that. But he doesn't say it's, it's, it's important because it's sacred, and if you do away with it, you're going to, you know, first of all, you can't erase Jewish identity in terms of bloodline Jewish identity. It, God has promised that will never happen. So the idea that these Christians are going to come in and ruin this all, and all of a sudden Israel is going to be erased is total nonsense. It makes yeah. zero sense. Yeah, they, these are, you know, and, you know, we both work for Torah Resource, and we have a certain marketing kind of aspect that, you know, we have to have a website that works. We have to have, you know, how do we get the content that we want to deliver to people? How do we get that 
Um, so we have to deal with the same kind of problems that such as these groups that are arguing with each other in Israel. The difference is, I think I would say that their budgets are pretty, pretty big. I would <laughs> we don't imagine. have a budget. <laughs> and that in a way, I think the, the, the most effective believers in Yeshua among the Jewish people or among any nation in terms of preaching the gospel and actually communicating and expanding the kingdom of God are, are going to be unsung in the world of men. In other words, we're not going to know their name. We're not, we're not going to know because they were not, they weren't in it in this giant marketing. Here's our product kind of Avenue. They were, boots on the ground, building relationships with people and not about how to market and get support from the rest of the world. Okay. Okay. Hang on just a sec though. Let's go back real quick because ultimately what you have, you know, this, I want to go back to this idea of being offended. The gospel is offensive. It's going to be offensive to Jews. Jews who reject the gospel, the, the true gospel is going to offend them. But why? So if, if, if they say, well, it offends them because they want, they value the Torah of Moses and they're going to be, they're going to find it offensive when you tell them that uh, they don't have to do that anymore. Is that, to me, that would be like, that's the wrong kind of offense. Like, but is that if, the gospel? Look, hang on just a second. And this is what the ultimate question comes down to. The ultimate question comes down to, are the, are the obligations of, of the covenant Part of the gospel message. Now, N.T. Wright is going to say yes. N.T. Wright is going to say, even though he rejects many of the laws of the Torah, he's going to, N.T. Wright's going to say yes. When we talk about Yeshua coming and dying on the cross, this is actually part of covenant, the covenant. So Jews are first and foremost, and Israel, first and foremost, is looking for coven, the covenant. They're looking at covenant. They're not looking at, you know, it's not like you can pull out justification from covenant. What you, what you have is you have, these are the laws. You're not going to be able to f- fix that, or you're not going to be able to keep them. You're going to owe for the penalty for not keeping them. You can't pay it except for with an eternal punishment. Therefore, to get out of it, what do you do? I have given you a way in the covenant, which is the seed of the woman, which is in your seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. So all of a sudden this comes into the covenant. So, I, I mean, and in many ways, I agree with him. At the same time, the fact of the matter is, is that we do not keep Torah to be seen righteous in God's eyes. And this is the, this is the message that needs to be given to, to the Jewish people in Israel. You keep the law out of obedience to God because he first loved you and because he died for you. He came in the form of a man He came as Yeshua. He died on the cross. He paid the price that that you cannot keep in the Torah. Your sacrifices don't work. Your prayer doesn't work. None of it works unless you have Yeshua. That's the message that needs to be given. And that's going to be offensive, don't you think? Well, I I don't know. I don't know what uh, Yeshua just said. They're going to be offended. You know, many... And if they treated me this way, the student's not above the the his teacher, right? And um, and and there's an element of, of, you know, we're talking about a world of depravity here, you know, where people hate God. I mean, that's a core a core piece. And Yeshua, the incarnation, is a picture of God coming to the people who proclaimed to love Him and organize their whole world around him, but they couldn't see him <laughs> when he showed up because of their religion, because, and that's a, uh, an exposure of how um, depraved the human heart is, even, even in Israel. Right. Um, yeah. There's an excellent. But I, and so I see this as it's, it's the disagreements between believers in Israel doesn't matter if they're speaking Hebrew or what. Right. It's going to reflect 
the problems within larger Christianity and, and, and probably largely American Christianity, because I don't see any native, <laughs> native messianism in Israel. It's all imported. And some of these guys, some of the heads of these messianic Jewish organizations are themselves converts. They're not, they're not really Jewish. Right. In my view, they've converted. Now they say, okay, well, the rabbis say you're Jewish. Okay. But that's, to me, that's, that, that is political. Agreed. Um, Agreed. That's totally political. Like I could convert and then uh, get under rabbinic authority and then move to Israel and then say I'm Jewish, you know, well, who's that for? Is that for God? Did I do, you know, I mean, or is that for me? Um, right. And, and then I can tell other tell the rest of the world the difference between Jews and Gentiles and make my living doing that. You know what I mean? To me, that is, it's, <laughs> it's like okay, you have your reward. You know, there, you have your a, reward. There, but but the disagreements are going to reflect the mission. Where does missions come from? Where does where does missions come from? What is it? What is a mission? And and the. The gospel is going to reflect that mission. And it's going to, one aspect, and Caleb, you and I chatted about this the other day, that sticks out to me as a very important is the canon of scripture. If I'm going, if I have a mission to Jews, quote unquote, and I'm reading the Talmud and the Zohar, and I'm trying to show how these texts reflect the same truths that the gospel reflects, then I've really said there is no canon. And I'm really saying, you know, the Jews really are, like you were saying earlier, there's already a form of Jesus in the rabbinic stuff. But th but that that's that's and, kind of, and therefore that's one of the points of this of this you know some of these people on this side that are fighting against this TV show. It's like, oh well, the the mission in the Talmud. This is part, you know, Jesus gives authority to the mission in the Talmud. It's like, no, this I think that this too is a false gospel. You are muddying the waters now of what yeah. the gospel is. You're trying to make man-made religion and man-made, you know, and not only that, but now mystic, Jewish mysticism has has seeped into this, and now you're right. trying to present this as the gospel to, to Jewish people? This is right. not the gospel. This is and not— And one, one of these groups published a book as a—they uh, published this book that is not even in the canon They that's originally written in Greek— they had someone else translate it because they don't know how to read Greek. And then they write a commentary on it and sell it as if somehow this is helpful. Right. Somehow this is going to help the body of Messiah largely. And it's no, the, what helps the gospel go forward is people who, uh, basically it costs your life, you know, following Yeshua generally call, costs your life. But the people who are on the front of the exegesis of the, what we call the New Testament or the apostolic writings is that's at the core because that's what divides these groups. That's what divides the Lutherans and the Baptists and the whatever it's how to read scripture, who is reading scripture correctly. And we have that issue in America and you have that in Israel. And you know what, even in the, if you just say, let's just set aside uh, Jewish believers in Yeshua in Israel. And let's just say, uh, Jews who want to live Torah-based lifestyle, let's say believing Jews, uh, Jews of Judaism, you know, without Yeshua as part of their world, and that they're living, and which is a small percentage, I think, in Israel, maybe half, I think maybe half of Israel, uh, Jews who live in Israel are um, secular. I think it's more but, than that. Okay, well, so you have a small, you, so, and the missionary groups have to, they do this, they like, well, who is my target? Is my target secular Jews in Israel or the ultra orthodox Haredim to me that's maybe, to, to me that's the wrong question though but but what my point is this is that even among the religious Jews in Israel they don't agree how how on things right so to to char characterize it we are going to we are Christian Zionists who are going to bring the gospel to the Jewish people is it's like those duplo lego things it's like, the, it, it sounds, it's, it's really pie in the sky. And it's like, okay, generally, but what does it look like on the ground? Right. And it's going to be different depending on, uh, you know, is it a person secular who, who has never even read the Tanakh, let alone, you know, the, but even though if they know Hebrew. So 
to me, it's got to be relational based. It's not a, it's not a guy, you know, this side note. So there's a guy who, where we live, who down the, he's on one of the main thoroughfares and you see him from time to time. He's an older guy and he's got a big sign in a, in a megaphone and he just recites. He's just on like major street corners where you have like seven lanes by seven lanes. You have huge stoplight system and he's on the street corner there and he's reading, you know, he's kind of the Romans road thing, you know, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And my wife and I, we've seen this guy many times, you know, and we're in traffic, it's hot out. And, and it's like, you know, what I'm not going to tell the guy not to like, you know, have you ever had any good fruit doing this? Or do you just believe God? It's like, on one hand, it's like, well, this is America, you know, and, and I pray that someone's heart is convicted by that, but is God asking me to do that? No. And it's like, it's, it's a tough thing. And then I thought that I said to my wife, I said, well, what if it was a Muslim? What if the guy under American free speech had a, had a, was out there and he had some passage from, you know, the Quran and he was saying, you know, unless you accept Muhammad as God's prophet, or if it was a Mormon, unless you accept Joseph Smith, if they were all doing this, this would be crazy. And so anyway, I don't have, I, I'm just saying that if this is true in, in America, in Israel, there's an added element because Israel at its core, there's, there is an unresolved tension between the initial kind of, constitution of israel which says it's freedom of religion right ideologically but on the flip side in reality the power is more towards a jewish state and there's a so there's this core tension of it does does a mess what is the nature of free speech in the state of israel and what does the preaching of the gospel, how does the preaching of the gospel relate with the state that has the idea of free speech versus not? Um, and, and it's a complex issue. That's what I'm saying, because ultimately we're going to agree that, and we, I think we even know that it's usually under times of horrible persecution in like Muslim or other la- uh, communist lands where the gospel really flourishes underground. So it's not, it's not like you need to wait until you have a free speech society to preach the gospel. I didn't mean to imply that. Okay, wait, hang, anyway. on. hang on. You got you, We got a couple of things going on in the, in the chat room. First of all, Gary says, we can agree to disagree about all theology and doctrine, but if it comes to the blood of Yeshua, if we don't agree, we have a problem. This is true, and I think that, but this is, I mean, look, when it, when it comes down to it, you got people like Itzhak Shapira. Itzhak Shapira is pushing a false gospel. And he's pushing a false gospel about the blood of Yeshua. He's, I don't even know what he. I just know he teaches that Metatron. He yeah, he Yeshua's, draws from Jewish. Yeshua is Metatron. Hasidism and and uh, this is a false pig. gospel. And and the fact is is that if you're going to have somebody like Yitzhak Shapira in Israel, and these guys are going to back, you know, you got people like Michael Brown who are, who's friends with Yitzhak Shapira. You got you know Ron Cantor. I don't know if he's friends with Yitzhak Shapira or not. But if they're going to be pushing this on their TV show, yeah, now all of a sudden we got a real problem because this is clear. This goes back to the blood of Yeshua. In other words, who's saving you? Is it Metatron or is it Christ? Um, but when it comes down to it, uh, well, we'll talk about that later. Uh, somebody else says, question then, in, uh, in non-universal salvation aspect, is our real discipleship really focused at our Jewish brothers and sisters firsthand then if we come across a outsider the pin pinch I, I'm not sure what th- this person's asking you're gonna have to rewrite it um we yeah. got a call did you want to take our the or is were you holding off on that yeah yeah I mean we can take the call but so hang on just a sec I, there's a couple more things I want to say first of all this idea of bloodline superiority gospel which is that the Jews are saved because they believe in a they they believe in a uh, they believe in the God of the Bible. That's yeah, exactly. In other I words, mean, the Jews are saved because they believe in the God of the Bible, but they reject Christ and and curse Christ. Therefore, it doesn't matter though. This it, whether these people want to admit it or not, this is anti-Semitism. It is anti-Semitism, and the reason why is because basically what you're doing is you're handing, you're basically saying, oh, the 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 Jews have the keys to hell right now in their hands, and I'm not going to show them that they have the, the wrong keys. 
In other words, you don't care enough about the Jewish salvation, the Jews' salvation, to actually give them the true gospel. Instead, you, you want to wipe it away by saying, oh, their bloodline saves them, which clearly is not in Scripture. Bloodline superiority gospel is a false gospel, and it is anti-Semitic. That's all there is to it. When it comes to the idea that, uh, that you know, the Jews need to be keeping rabbinic tradition, this too. Now, all of a sudden, we have muddied the waters of what the canon is. This, too, is a false gospel in my mind. So now the real question comes Not back. Not only that, yeah, because you're now having to adopt a myth that Moses received two Torahs at Mount Sinai, one that was not written and wasn't revealed until the Mishnah. So now, you, which, which totally bypasses Yeshua's ministry right. in the gospel, and it says, look, we don't need the gospel because we have the oral Torah. And it goes all the way back to Moses. So this Jesus guy looks to us like a false prophet. Not only you know? that, but you got the passages in the Talmud that say that, that Yeshua is accursed. This person wrote back again. They say, spell check issues. Sorry. Should we first seek discipleship with our Jewish brothers and sisters first? Well, I mean, the scriptures themselves say to the Jew first and then to the to the Gentile. But the you know, but Paul, what does Paul do? In Acts, he goes to the synagogues, goes to the synagogues, goes to the synagogues. Finally, in his second missionary journey, he says, you know what? I'm done with you guys. He does it twice, actually. He says, I'm done with you guys. I'm going to the Jews now. Or to, to the, the Gentiles. Gentiles. I'm sorry, to the Gentiles now. So, I mean... Yeah. But it seems like, yeah, his first his first place to go in every city was to the Jewish community. But the yeah. fact of the matter is, especially in America, these lines are way more blurred than than people want to admit. You know, everybody's looking, especially in the Hebrew Roots and Messianic movement, everybody is looking for, uh, you know, genealogy somewhere. My, you know, I had a great-grandfather whose best friend's sister's boyfriend's girlfriend was Jewish, therefore I might have a shred of, you know, it's ridiculous. Um, so whatever. Okay. Let's go to, so now if you have a little bit of Irish in you, that's a different thing. <laughs> 32%. Anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, so th this over here seems to have some major theological issues in terms of what they believe the gospel is. And when I keep saying this over here, I'm saying these people who are against this Shalano TV people. Now, the question that I have is, do these, do the people who are against the Shalano TV, uh, do they have a good point? In other words, can you separate the gospel from the covenant? And if so, can you only take part of the covenant? I mean, this goes back to one Torah theology. Ultimately, I believe that the Torah is for Jew and Gentile alike, and I don't believe it's an identity marker for Jews. This is a good setup for the call that you played for me. Exactly. Today, That's what I'm trying to do. And so the, the question now becomes, is the Shalanu TV gospel a true gospel or a false gospel? Let's listen to this comment. Hey, guys, really love the show. And I wanted to find out your take on Ray Comfort of Living Waters Ministry in regards to the presentation of the gospel by using the law of God, and which I find is personally a real good way to approach the gospel with a person. However, on the other side of the coin, Ray Comfort is against keeping the commandments of God, and because he said those things are, have been done away with. And I just wanted to find out your guys' take uh, on that, and uh, see what you see. All right, thank you, God bless. Shalom. Okay, so I, I really, I, I, he didn't give his name, but thank you for that. I, I really liked that question, because I've had the same question. And, and one way to think of it is, is it disingenuous? For those who haven't aren't familiar, you can find a gazillion hours of YouTube video of Kirk right. Cameron and Ray Comfort right. on at Venice Beach or wherever, you know, and they go up and they basically just start He's got an Australian accent. You tell me. <laughs> is it Australian or is he from New Yeah, I forget. I don't anyway. remember. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, but the idea is, you know, are you a good person? And it usually starts saying, you know, we'd like to talk about, you know, God or whatever beliefs. And, they, and some, they find someone who's open to having a conversation and they have a video guy there, right? And a microphone. But the idea is, you know, are you a good person? Yeah. Well, are you familiar with what the Bible says is a good person, right? Or what good is in God is good in God's eyes. And then they start with the 10 commandments. Have you broken any of these? And, and usually they get, they get, Oh, you mean you've never lied? Well, I can't say I've never lied. Okay. Have you ever lusted after, you know, someone from the opposite sex or whatever, sexual thoughts or whatever? Have you ever stolen, 
right? Have you ever cursed God's name, right? Oh, well, if so, do, 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 boom. So if God was just with you today, if you died today, you would, where would you go? Right. If God dealt with you. So the question I'm hearing with this great call is that, is it disingenuous for Ray Comfort or this style to lead with the Ten Commandments only to ultimately say, well, it, they don't really matter anyway. Um, so, but on hang that. on just a wait, wait, hang on just a sec though. And, and I, I told Rob this the other day. My, my wife and I sat down on, on Monday night and on Netflix, now you can watch American Gospel, Christ Alone. I thought the documentary was really good. I thought there were some things I obviously, you know, thought weren't, you know, they, there were some people who didn't say things the way that I would want them to. And there are some things I disagreed with, but ultimately I thought that, I thought the documentary was, was fantastically done and uh, showed a lot of, a lot of problems with what is called the American gospel in this documentary. Anyway, Ray Comfort is a part of that. Um, we first need to say Ray Comfort is not going to tell you that, that all of the Ten Commandments are done away with. In other words, he's not going to say, yeah, you can go murder now or now you can go commit adultery or right, right. lying is OK or coveting your neighbor's wife is OK or any of these things. So, I mean, to say that Ray Comfort rejects the Torah and says that it's been done away with is not f fully true. What he probably re rejects is going to be things like the Sabbath and or you know, the, the festivals and the kosher laws. Now, this is where the this is where the people who are uh, pushing against Shalanu TV are coming from is they're they're saying, no, 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 these things most likely uh, most of them are going to say these things are identity markers for the Jews, something I reject. So so another remember, we watched that Kirk Cameron saves Christmas or whatever. Right. right. In other words, he's like, you don't have to, you know, the Torah is done away, you know, trying to say Christmas is a good thing, important thing. Are they in Israel? Are they seeing that that Shalano TV is kind of like a Kirk Cameron in yes. Hebrew? Yes, that's what they're and saying. They're saying we don't want that. Yeah, but here's the point that I'm that I here's here's where my mind is is getting tripped up. Okay, this is me admitting to everyone. I don't I I don't know. I'm still working this out in my brain. When we present the gospel, certainly covenant membership is can be part of that. I believe that in terms of new covenant membership. But at the same time, the covenant obligation, every, you know, one of the th great things that they did in this movie was they showed, look, the, the Torah, the law is a, is a mirror. We can't keep, you know, we have broken it. And therefore we owe the price and the price is eternal punishment. And if a Jew or a Gentile or anybody thinks to themselves, I can do it myself by keeping the law. I can do enough. I can pray enough. I can do any of these things. They are wrong. And this is where Christ comes in. You need Christ to be able to pay for this. That, to me, is the gospel that needs to be preached to the Jewish people. Now, the problem is, is that after that message is given, you have people who are saying you don't need to keep certain parts of the law. And this is where this these people over here are pushing against Shalana TV. To me, I don't know if that's actually going to be the major problem. The Holy Spirit will work on people to to dive into his dive into the scriptures and to to see what they need to see. Right. And God will work on them according to that. It the, seems that the reason that this, like the movie you talk about and the Ray Comfort, they lead with the law. Right. Not because that's the way to start talking about the gospel with somebody, except that they think that the the culture of the people they're interacting with are a moralist society, meaning that are they believe that most people are good. Right. In other words, they have this idea of moral goodness. But isn't that what the Jews believe? The that religious they, that they go around with in the world and they think so they think of God as asking people to be good. People in my estimation are good. Therefore, God must think we're good. Right. And so they 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 want to crack that nut. Absolutely. But uh, here's and so I can appreciate that as a as one way of of cracking that nut. But that's it's a disservice to leave it at that. I agree. I mean, we have the entire Tanakh uh, and the entire apostolic writings that are a that God feeds His people. He doesn't just he. he it's not just you are a sinner, you need Christ. So you, the sinner says, oh, I confess my sins, I believe in Jesus, boom, you're, and that's it. That's, that's, that's such a 
I think that's a shortage. Okay, but know? hang on just a sec. Hang on just a sec. <clears throat> two, two things here. First of all, I would say that the, the Jewish culture amongst most of the religious, if not all of the religious within Israel, is a moralistic culture. In other words, if I keep the Torah, if I pray enough, if I serve God, he will love me. If I don't, I can get cut off from my people, but ultimately I'm in and I, I'm going to continue to do these good things. And this will uh, substitute for sacrifices, and therefore I'm going to be good in God's eyes. That's moralistic. The second, yeah, I, the, I mean, I don't even know that there's be, that some even think that deeply about it. Maybe you're right. I mean, in terms of like, we know that there's uh, people who practice orthodoxy but don't necessarily believe in God. Right. Like, the, the you other, know, I mean, it's it's weird, but. But uh, it could be that it's entirely social, that people aren't even thinking about, you know, the next world or, you know, or sin, you know, it's just cultural. Um, you know, it's like this, it's like this guy, some of the, one of these, another one of these Christian artists now comes out as not believing in God. Right. You know, it was in the news. Right. And, but he's the son of a pastor, you know. And he's basically saying, well, if there is a God, he's not like anything that I was taught, right? But he doesn't believe in God. But yet he's, you know, made a good living being a Christian artist, you know? So what it, what we're dealing with in all these situations is his, the depravity of, of man, the brokenness of human heart, and, the, and, you know, how precious is salvation, but... There's people who are swimming in it and they don't see it. You know, I mean, is is can this guy really blame? I mean, the way I, I read the interview with the guy, this this guy, young man who says he doesn't believe in God now. It's he's like, well, it wasn't the way I was taught. So he's blaming for his for uh, his refusal to to believe in God. He's blaming his upbringing. He's blaming right. the way he was taught it. And is that a good excuse? Like, is that, I mean, for, see, but here, here you're touching on, on the next issue I wanted to bring up and that is the great commission. Look, Pentecost or Shavuot is on Friday and they're given this commission to go to the nations. The Holy spirit comes upon them at Shavuot in order to go out and take the message to the nations. Well, it's, but it's Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, then that. So it, it's I completely, all, I completely yeah. agree with you. But my point is, is that what, what do we see in acts? It's not that these guys go, they proclaim a message. And I'm not saying that, that, uh, you know, you couldn't start with a TV show or something like that. I'm not saying that, that at all. All I'm saying is the idea that you give the gospel, you say, you know, you have someone, you I think that most of our listeners are going to agree. If I tell someone, say this prayer, and you're good. And you're good. Yeah. That's it. That's a false gospel. So discipleship comes by going back to the people, having a relationship with these people, showing these, you know, opening the scriptures with people and being able to talk to them about these things. And the point is, is that we need to be able to, you know, the idea of, of, uh, you know, just giving the gospel message and then moving on. We don't see that, you know, Paul didn't do that. He goes, he converts people. His second missionary journey is to go back to those people. He continues to have a relationship and then he writes letters to them, even when he's not there. So, I, I you know, I understand completely why people are saying, okay, the Jews in Israel, we shouldn't give them this this false idea of the gospel that they don't need to, you know, that part of the covenant's been done away with. But I don't know if that's actually part of the gospel. I agree that the covenant has not been done away with, and I agree that they should be keeping the covenant. But to muddle it down with rabbinics or to muddle it down with the false gospel of bloodline superiority, I think is a bigger disservice than what Shalana TV is doing by saying Jesus Christ has died to pay the price. Well, here's here's one thing. I mean, look at the Gospels. So Yeshua, when Yeshua interacts with the religious, whether the Pharisees or Sadducees, he he calls them out on their hypocrisy. Right. And it costs him his life to do so. 
and their hypocrisy is he up is is a transgression it's it's them living in a way that is exactly contrary to the revealed word of god expressed in the tanakh in in the torah that's what yeshua does so how many of these institutions in israel are doing that are they are are they are they calling people out on their hypocrisy against their own standard in other words right. caleb here you say that you love the God of Israel and Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and that you keep the Torah, but look at this, this, and this. Right. And, and, and actually that, that's a tough man. And that's not your, that's not going to go well for you Ultimately, it, that's in the, this world, in this world. Ultimately, that's the question though. Which one of the, of the, you know, you got all these different factions of people who are yelling at other people. Don't give this message to the Jewish people. The question that I have is which one is closest to what Yeshua says? Yeshua says, the scribes and the Pharisees, your righteousness needs to surpass that. How is that? By having the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, having the Torah written on your heart. Okay. At the same time, he says, oh, how conveniently you have set aside, you know, Moses and the Torah for your traditions. You've set aside the, the God for your tradition. So whose voice, who is taking that message among the Orthodox? Well, it, to me, it certainly is not the, because that would be, but if I'm, if my job is, if what I want to do is go into Israel and set up shop that has the sustainable, I want to be here forever. That's not good. Yeah. Presence. Then how, how can I do that and have this message of confrontation at the same time? Well, I mean, ultimately, this is one of the things that uh, that I see out of this is is it seems like the people speaking against Shalano TV want to bring a a message to the Jews that they're gonna oh okay yeah I I'll accept that don't change don't change you're doing just fine now I'm not saying that they need it's to that uh, that old uh, uh, song don't change a thing for me <laughs> I guess the my point though is is yeah you know. Now, Ron Cantor has come out and said, we don't tell people to uh, stop celebrating Shabbat or the festivals. That's not part of our message. He said most of no, the... Maybe not at the front end. Well, but eventually, said, I, and I can't, I don't know what his deal, but I know that there's missionary groups in Israel that, that I've read their books and I've even talked with some of them. They're going to say, we don't keep the Sabbath because it's commanded or because it's part of the covenant, but because it's an evangelical opportunity. Yeah, and ultimately... In other words, it, and the only reason I don't eat pork is as I won't eat pork today when I'm around these guys. But at some point, you're like, if you're really genuine, at some point, are you going to wink, wink, and I'm gonna, we're going to give you the secret handshake? Right. Yeah, the secret handshake. What do I mean? Oh, well, really, you don't really have to keep the Sabbath. Or yeah, here, Here's the ham know. sandwich. Yeah, yeah, here's the ham sandwich. See, yeah, and now we're good, but, and we're, and to me, that's, I, I just, I don't identify with that type of approach. I just, I don't either. I don't either. Yeah. And, and I mean, ultimately, but at the same time, you got these guys who are speaking about against Shalana TV that are saying, oh, well, the Sabbath is an identity marker for the Jews. No, it's not. It's an identity marker for the Mosaic Covenant. From creation. Yeah. From creation. In other, but th that has nothing to do with Jew or Gentile. That has to do with covenant membership. And this, I would say, reflects the evangelist to Jews' lack of understanding of the, the rabbinic exegetical tradition and halakhic tradition. Because what they want to do is say, oh, you're the same, you're, you're, you're keeping the covenant. They, they're, they're wanting to affirm affirm them as they are and here's okay but, none but, of us no no that doesn't matter you know no human in the in eyes of the gospel is affirmed as they are you have to god doesn't change you have to change agreed the only reason and, and it says in malachi the only reason israel he says the only reason jacob is not consumed is because god doesn't change what does that mean it means because god promised made a promise it's under god's promise that and his his grace that israel is not destroyed why because israel's full of sin 
So who's confronting in Israel? Who's confronting people of their sin? And, and you know, I guess in one way you could say, take a, someone who understands the rabbinic world really well, like a, but who is in a Ray Comfort kind of mode and go to, go to the old city, go to the Jewish quarter and do the Ray Comfort and confront believing Jews with the written scripture of the Torah and do the same thing. Like you got the wailing wall there, go get a video camera and go and be, you know, you'd have to be fluent in Hebrew or Yiddish or whatever, Russian, whatever the language is, there's going to be tons of languages there and do that and say, okay, you come to this wailing wall every day. Have you, you know, and, and do that. I mean, maybe there's people doing that. I don't know. Maybe they're doing it in English. I don't know. Um, Ultimately, I guess guess what I'm coming to is the idea of, you know, when Paul says they, they preach the gospel to spite me, don't stop them. I'm paraphrasing, of course. Philippians 1, yeah. But the point is, is okay, are these, are these people saying Christ is the only way to pay for your sin? Turn to him. If that's the message they're giving on Shalani TV... I mean, the Jews need to hear that. And I'm not saying that the people over here don't have a point that you can't chop the, the uh, covenant up. But ultimately, turn and repent. That is the gospel message. And, um, you know, I, I, I agree. There's been a lot going on in, in Israel for a long time between the different factions of Christianity. You have false, you know idolatrous Christianity represented fully within the old city of Jerusalem. So, I mean, it's not like there aren't Christian groups already doing things that they shouldn't do there. So-called Christian groups, right? But what, what does not seem sustainable is a person who, a, a Jewish person who professes that the apostolic writings is scripture to live a life of integrity as an, a, an Orthodox Jew in Israel. Because at some point, maybe, maybe for a short term, but at some point or another, there is, a, a, we're not going to talk about Jesus here in the synagogue. Right. I mean, there's, because there's social cost, there is, there is, family cost like and and the stories i've heard are are people who are trained and 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 actually rabbis and they know the talmud they're talmud teachers in jerusalem they come to faith in yeshua they lose everything it costs everything because they're not going to deny yeshua okay well what happened there why couldn't they just find a way to negotiate i'll tell you you know i just won't just let me let me do my thing and it seems like there's different groups that want to say that you can stay there. And and so but and the way to stay there is to avoid confrontation. That doesn't work and there, though. And therefore <clears throat> I'm not gonna if I go into an Orthodox synagogue, I'm just gonna, you know, when in Rome, do as Romans do. When right. in when in when in the uh, Ashkenazi synagogue, do as the Ashkenaz do. And then imagine that somehow I'm worshiping the God of Israel now because I'm praying in I'm part of a minion. I go to the synagogue, you know, couple times a day i keep the halakha of the rabbis and i'm telling those 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 christians to like hey don't don't upset my boat here right by bringing jesus into here especially you know it god shook the world you know i mean he created the world and then yeshua he came in the flesh and him coming in the flesh upset all institutions from the temple down right and it it should shake us all up in the same way uh to to everything in our lives all our priorities should uh if we're disciple of yeshua will more and more reflect our being shaped and grow uh, growing as a new man as a as we are new creations in yeshua to reflect heavenly priorities over earthly ones 
And that's going to be no different. That that problem, the problem of privileging earthly things over heavenly things is going to be just as true among the Orthodox in Israel as it is for an American secular, right. you know, person. So, okay. It's been a good conversation. Let us know what you think. You can uh, give us a call, 253-465-3205. You can also send us emails, chag at torahresource.com. Uh, it's it's a difficult <laughs> what carl i just read carl i don't know if that was deliberate in a den of phoebes yeah, oh. <laughs> i don't know if that was <laughs> all right um let us know what you think though it's uh it's an interesting conversation i'm going to sh- send show notes after this and they should be up on our website as well um i think we're going to try to put them on the messiah matters page on Torah resource we'll see how that goes um, and then anyone who uh, is signed up for uh, the show notes should receive a link. We'll see. We'll see how this works. Um, yeah. All right. Until next week. Uh, thanks so much. Shalom. Happy uh, Shavuot in advance. We hope this conversation has glorified a great God and Savior, Yeshua Messiah. Why? Because Messiah matters. Mm-hmm.